1: One of my favorite segments of the week is when I get to talk to a reporter from the street or Main Street or one of the various properties, financial media site, thestreet.com. Joining me today, Joe Doe. Joe, he recently penned a piece talking about China. I think it was maybe earlier this week or late last week where we started giving some data out that It looks like China is going to become the super economic powerhouse of the world by the end of this year. Now, you started studying that. What what did you come up with?
2: Well, last week, uh, the IMF came out and reported that China would surpass the United States in purchasing power parity earlier than expected in 2014. So purchasing power parity, in other words, means how far... 1 Chinese yuan uh you know the single currency of of China will go uh and and um what I found was that uh, soon enough, one Chinese yuan in China will go further to purchase goods and services than one U.S. dollar will in the United States. So it's one form of determining uh, economic power by a country. But one of the things that I, you know, I, I spent earlier this week some time talking to three different uh, experts. Um, one who is a senior fellow at a uh, at a group over in in Europe uh, who's a former Financial Times reporter, one who is a uh, political economy professor over at the Woodrow Wilson School at Princeton University, and then I spoke to um, a law professor who also was a former uh, academic coordinator at the World Trade Organization, and you know a few of the big things that they point out that all of them kind of came up with first was that this is not in terms of GDP. So United States GDP is about $16.24 billion annually, whereas China right. is still just at $8.23 So when people think of economic strength, they usually are thinking of GDP and not in terms of PPP. So when they were reading the headlines, oh, well, is surpassing the U.S. in PPP, they're not getting the full story. I mean China surpassed Japan over a decade ago in PPP, but it only surpassed Japan in total GDP you know, three or four years ago. So, um, you know, and, and when you start looking at the GDP rankings, you know, the U.S. per capita, so per person, you know, earns about $51,700 per capita. That makes us 12th in the world. China is at a lowly 6 million, it's $6,091 which ranks at 90th in the world. Um, so just, those are just kind of the headline numbers to put things into perspective, uh, you know, that, that really when you hear, oh, okay, well trying to surpass the U.S. and PPP, it, it does matter. It does matter. Um, but at the same time, it, it does underplay how most people typically consider, um, you know, economic strength.
1: Now, is it important that we... Are the economic superpower of the world? Is it important when China becomes the economic superpower of the world?
2: It's it's important. Whoever it's important right now that China is a massive player in in the global economy. You know, to to say that you know just because the PPP is is only one way of determining economic strength is not to discount the major importance of of China as it. Uh, you know, as it sits in the global economy. I mean, you know, there's a reason that we focus so heavily on things like earlier this week, the manufacturing number we saw for the sixth straight month—month month that Chinese manufacturing was in decline. It was a contracting sector because that has a direct effect on our economy, on the we- you know, in Western Europe. Um, so we do follow all these economic indicators because you know, so goes China, so goes the rest of the world in in a, in a certain sense. Um, so it's 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 not insignificant um that you know that they are a huge player and and we shouldn't sit around and say well oh well okay you know it's all smoke and mirrors no it, it certainly isn't but um but where the real discussion comes down to is is innovation right, so you'll see headlines like, "Oh well, China produces more engineers than you know than the United States, okay, great, well, you know, there was a study by Duke University a few years ago that found that u s engineering uh, graduates were generally of a higher standard than those from china and and there was another study in the United Kingdom that found that they in the United Kingdom alone they have two and a half times more employable engineers than all of China, so you know you can tout. Uh, quantity, but it really is a qualitative discussion. I mean, China again, also a big player in patents, but these most of these patents, two thirds of these patents, are considered something called like junk patents, right? Um, right. So whereas China in 2011 earned about a billion dollars in patent royalties for for patents that it had created, it also shelled out 18 billion to foreign. Uh, and foreign royalties to patents made outside of China. Okay, so that's a $17 billion deficit. The United States, in 2011, we posted an $82 billion surplus in the royalties we earned from patents here. So when you start like really breaking down these numbers, um, you, you discover that if anybody's sitting around worried that you know China is going to become you know China becoming this you know the quote unquote economic superpower, um, you know they're thinking of it in terms of that they suddenly hold the sway of you know that they're you know that they're the ones in control and that the the rest of the world kind of looks to them. It, it's 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 not the case. You know um, these are the you know these different China experts were telling me, listen, it's not it's not if, but when. Will China surpass us in in GDP in total GDP? But when that happens, the question will be: You know, are they innovating? Um, have they have they solved uh, you know major uh, you know political economy issues? How are they handling you know the middle income trap? Um, the, these are really the the much broader discussions that people should be having instead of you know sitting around and discussing you know these gaudy wonderful headlines that, oh, hey, guess what? You know, China just surpassed the U.S. in, in PPP. It, it does matter. It absolutely does. But um, just to say that and be done with the discussion misses uh, a much deeper uh, issue.
1: Having never been to China, I assume that you and I are upper middle class, lower upper class, quality of life is good. Bicycles, computers. What does the Chinese average person look like? Because my image is poor farmer or factory worker.
2: Well, it depends. I mean, there's you know um, over a billion people there, and and you have a massive you know one of the one of the big discussions or, or you know pa- you know more than a decade one of the big discussions was the massive move of of population from rural to urban urban centers and, and you know one of the and and that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean this is something the un has been talking about that of that you know the majority of the world's population will be living in cities for the first time in the history of you know of mankind okay um, but you know in in china uh it, okay what do you do with all these people right do you have jobs for them uh they come from you know many of them coming from the countryside what kind of skills do they have to offer um you know the, the average chinese person obviously even in china is living below their own poverty line you know you're you're talking i think it's something like 160 million people uh living You know, in, in, just in poverty, which is, is an amazing number. Uh, it also, you know, there's massive, um, Ethnic uh, disparities. There, you know, there's more than uh, 50 different ethnicities living in China. Um, you know, you have the entire western part of China that is is not one discussion that we typically have. Right um, when we're talking about China and the economy, we're talking Shanghai, Xi'an, Beijing, uh, and of course Hong Kong. But we're not talking about well, what's happening, say in you know in in parts of Tibet uh, uh, or, or you know in northwest parts of the country. I mean. Um, the the and and those are not the developed areas that we typically see in pictures of you know the high you know the skyscrapers and uh you know the the changing uh, dynamics i mean there's there's certainly a middle class in china and it and it is it is um, i mean the improvements that the chinese people have seen uh in the past 30 years are incredible i mean this is this is a party that very much does care about progress and understands that it faces massive hurdles that have to be figured out right like how how do we solve the the poverty issue? How do we continue to expand uh so as not to overheat right i mean this is, this is the the Chinese communist party you know for people to think of them as the you know the the soviet uh you know the 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 communist party of the soviet union is is unfair it's 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 not the same This is an incredibly dynamic party uh that understands it has big issues to to answer to i you know i mean i do understand that most people think of it. Oh well, politically, you know, and they're, you know, the way that they treat social issues, you know, that they, they ignore, you know, this and that. And that's absolutely true. There are there's rampant corruption. There's there's major problems. Um, but um, this is one that the, the the party is very is 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 very uh, familiar with, understands, and and. And people in the party, all of them, you know, not all of them, but they have – they disagree on a lot of different things. And um, how they approach the changes that need to happen over the next 10, 20, 30 years will really determine if in 2030 we're talking about a China in the same way we are today or if we're talking about a China that it actually is competing against the major – economic powers of today in terms of innovation, in terms of the type of people that they're putting out in higher education, and the type of companies that are actually competing on a grand scale globally, say like a Google uh, or you know a, Mi- a Microsoft, instead okay. of just one or two like Alibaba.
1: Thanks very much. Joe Doe, I will send you a tweet later with a copy of this. You can find Joe Doe at TheStreet.com. TheStreet.com, he covers the Fed, gold, politics. He covers China and much, much more. His recent article, it's a, I don't even, we can't call it a four-pager anymore, but it's a long article, a web article for sure. You can find it at TheStreet.com. Settle down. China isn't overtaking U.S. economic power, and here's why. Just filled with knowledge. I will post that on RobBlack.com, and I will post it at Facebook, cron 4 Black. I'll post it at Twitter, Rob Black Show. I'll also send it out to Joe himself. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Check it out. What, what, what's it all about?
0: we out. Let's turn this, turn this party, yeah.